Welcome to the Before and After podcast, where we are all about helping you become a better you in every season of life. My name is Jacob Wilson, and I'm here with the one and only Phil Reichert, where we will discuss real and relevant obstacles from our different generational perspectives. Hey, friends. Thanks for being here, Phil. I was going to say thanks for being here, but I guess I'm at your house. So you are. Thanks for having me. We record. We're in the podcast basement here. <laughs> yes, our uh, fancy booth. Yeah. Uh, they don't know what it looks like, so we can say we got all the gear. We got the... Oh, we do, man. There are lights and bells and yeah. whistles, everything. Sound-canceling equipment. Yeah. Yeah, it's we good got, stuff. we're in a good space here. We really are. Can you believe it's March already? You know, it's almost March, but can you believe it's like 72 degrees in February outside right now? It's beautiful. You know, my my grandma always said that March was the longest month of the year. She couldn't stand March because she loved flowers. She was just excited yeah. for April. Yeah. But can it really be any worse than last March? Like, oh, I, oh we're, so true. We're a year. I know, into this pandemic. So how are you feeling? A year out? It's been a long year. has been a long year. It has been a long year. It's kind of sapped my energy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was a little foreshadowing of what we're about to get into. But before we get into this fun episode, we always start with a quick game before we get into the content. Um, but I feel like it's time. We've been doing our top three, but I feel like it's time for a new segment. What do you think? Because I really never understood the top three. <laughs> you I, always did it wrong. I, I got I so frustrated. I know. So you're, you're, you feel the need to change yeah, it I feel now because I just couldn't get on board. So here's our new segment. Ready? I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Oh, great. It's Are You Smarter Than a Gen Zer? Which I'm a Generation <sighs> Z. That's my young, you know, yeah. I think it's 1995 and after. And then before that's the millennials. So I'm... I'm young, and so the point of this Are You Smarter Than a Gen Zer is I will ask three trivia questions having to do with my generation to prove just how old you are. Oh, I'm going to kill this. It's, it's, <laughs> I've got this. Okay, so right, before on. we get into it, you do have kids that are close to my age. I don't think either of them are Gen Zers. They're only a couple, like, uh, two years older and then four or five years older so but they fall into the the so we'll millennial see. category we'll see. i think yeah they, they may have been you know on to uh, more uh sophisticated things by Possibly. the time Possibly. i was all right so here we go am first I gonna, question am i gonna get any of these right I, I actually some of them are pretty general okay okay all right oh man baby uh okay so miley cyrus all right selena gomez yeah demi lovato and the jonas brothers were all on disney on a disney show at the same time so Disney, this is like the the golden age, is right, what I right, see it right. as. Which one of these starred in the show Wizards of Waverly Place? So you got Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Jonas Brothers, Miley Cyrus. I'm gonna go with Demi Lovato. No, that show was Sunny with a Chance, I think. Wow, I, Sel no, Selena no, I, Gomez was the one with the wizards. Okay, yeah, I, I have not even heard of any of that. Really? No, no clue. Rachel no, wasn't no into any of that. Okay. No, I don't. I was. So. I was. A, I mean, she could probably answer that question, but yeah, uh, no, no. I love that stuff. No. Okay, next. I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, okay. <laughs> so right now, I'll do like a scale. So right now, if if I didn't know who you were, you would be like. 80 years old in my mind okay outstanding so okay. you're you're gonna go up or down okay so question number two trying to get your age lower a little bit right. in texting lingo so i'm 80 right now you're 80 yeah okay <laughs> in texting lingo what does smh mean 
S. You are pretty techy with the texting. I, I am. I feel I, like I'm you can get this with, one. And, and Rachel will tell you this. I'm not good with those little things. Those li- the lingo. S M H. So if you if you said something to me and my reply was S M H, what does that mean? Stop me here. No, I have no idea. What does it mean? Shaking my head. Okay, that's right. Rachel taught me that one a long time ago, and I She's forgot. She's gonna be disappointed, yeah. man. Yeah, eighty-two now. Okay, we've 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 hit triple digit digits. Shaking my head. We've hit triple digits. You're above a hundred right now. I know. You're okay. you're losing. All right. So all right, stop it. <laughs> if you got that one wrong, there's no way you're gonna get this. Oh boy, maybe I'll surprise you. No, there's just no way. This oh. is like the one. Wow. Ashton, Nick, Harry, and Justin are names of popular boy band members. Which one was a member of One Direction? I'm going to go with Ashton. Wrong. Gah! I have no idea. <laughs> that was five seconds of summer. You got Is Nick, it Nick Jonas? Nick Jonas. See, Jonas was, that's the only one I Justin, really... Can you tell me who Justin, Justin Timberlake, Timberlake was? Which band? In sync. In sync. Okay. In sync. All right. Yeah. Wow. And then Harry wow. Styles. Have you heard of Harry Styles? I have heard of Harry. That's Styles. One Direction. Okay. So Harry. Yeah. Harry yeah. was the Man, answer. I'm 114. <laughs> if that. I get to do this next time. Okay, we'll switch for it for you. Yeah. To prove how young I am. Stop it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm sure you'll get me. There's yeah. things I want. We'll see. But I'm an old soul. I think you I are an old soul. This is not a fair game. This is not. Well, we have. Proven how I don't like this you game. really are, and that's that's yeah. kind of our podcast though is the before and after. It's just right. that's that's just our niche. Make just me look old. Make you look old. That's it. I, I love doing that. Yeah, I hear you. Well, today we are going to be diving into an interesting topic. Pastor Phil kind of gave a little foreshadow of it, and most of us struggle with managing our days. Have you ever said to yourself, "I wish I had more time," or "I just need a little break to get refreshed"? I mean, we all want that vacation that is just, just tends to never happen. Many of us have been taught that the problem is time management, and it could be. But today, we want to try to open your mind to another solution, and that is managing your energy. We both have been kind of forced you and I, to become experts in energy management because being a pastor isn't your typical nine-to-five job. Right. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. (laughs) So we get that everyone doesn't have this flexibility with their job. Uh, We get that not everyone's situation um, is the same. But because we found ourselves using this in many ways in other areas of our life, other than just our job, because we found it so useful in our job, we started using it. I, at least I have. Sure. Um, using another, we just thought it'd be a cool discussion because a lot of people don't think in this way. Um, so we wanted to bring this discussion to you, and you know, even if you don't have the full flexibility of your schedule at work or even at home, I'm sure there's somewhere you can find to use this. Um, and find this helpful. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So I mean, managing our energy, yeah, regardless of what our day looks like or how many commitments we have or how much control we have over that time, um, is is always a, a great thing to do. Yes. So to start us off, how would you best for someone that has never heard of this term? How would you best describe energy management to someone, the expert that you are? Oh wow. Okay. 
you know, I mean, energy management versus time management. I think we, you know, consistently operate in this time management arena, you know, blocking our days and trying to manage that the most effectively. Um, but the reality is time marches on. I mean, we don't really manage our time. We manage our place in time. Um, we can't manufacture more time. There's only 24 hours in a day. But when it comes to energy, energy is something we can produce, something we have control over uh, in our lives, whether it's through getting the right amount of sleep or eating well or exercise or prioritizing our passions, those things that give us uh, energy, we have some control over that. And so our energy level, especially as, as we get older, um, uh, 114, um, <laughs> our energy level is, is going to ebb and flow. I mean, everybody's energy level ebbs and flows. So being aware of that is important, I think, if we're going to stay productive and maximize the time we do have. So we, the difference, I think, between time management and energy management is we just have a whole lot more control over our own energy. Yeah, creating time, you just can't do it. No. There's 24 hours in a day, and that's all that you're going to get. Right. But you can create energy. And actually, as we'll get into this, it's pretty easy to create energy. Um, there's so many different ways, like you said, sleep, food. Um, a lot of it plays into creating our energy and, like you said, maximizing the pro uh, productivity for yeah. that. And people can do that with time. Yeah. And we're not saying it's one thing or the other. It's not time management or energy management. They go together. It's a both and, um, without a doubt. And different people have different levels of energy also. Oh, yeah. And, and different capacities to uh, kind of use that energy. You know, some folks, as you said earlier, don't have the luxury in their day to be flexible and to do certain things at certain times. They're kind of locked into they got to be at the desk at 8 a.m. and they have to stay there and, and those kinds of things. We do have that luxury and we acknowledge that uh, most of the time. Uh, it's interesting. I, I read an article. Uh, Caleb had my son. Ha we went on a hunting trip yesterday and we had a lot of opportunity to talk about different things. And he was just uh, mentioning to me about the Elon Musk, the uh, CEO of Tesla, yeah, SpaceX, yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, how he worked 120 hours a week um, during, you know, these, these heavy seasons when they were going to be launching things and, and what have you. Um, and that he had just pulled his hourly work week back to a sustainable 80 hours. Um, just, just now? Yeah, just recently. That's insane. Yeah, so he pulled it back from 120 hours to 80 hours um and and you know i'm thinking about that and, and then his expectation for his employees at least what caleb was telling me was that they work at least 80 hours a week that that you know it was going to take that kind of time effort and energy to colonize mars which i think is his you know ultimate goal um but i was i was thinking about that uh, you know, that is that's that just creates a horribly unbalanced life and, and, and an unbalanced and I think unhealthy workforce. Now, they'll probably accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. They've done so much so far. But at what expense? 
for the individuals involved in it. Um, and then I was thinking, you know, of all people, uh, he should realize the necessity of recharging. True. Did you get that? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big car guy, but I, I got yeah, that. Yeah. See, I, I see, I see it as like, I ever heard the phrase like, life is like a marathon or a box of chocolates. <laughs> you know where that comes from? Forrest Gump. Okay. Gosh. Life is like a marathon, but if you're always like time management and trying to get a little time here and a little time here, it feels like you're always sprinting. Yeah. And therefore, if you're time management, you're really going for quantity. You're trying to get the most, mm-hmm. okay, a little more, a little more, a little more. It's not, it's a draining lifestyle, yeah. but when you're energy management, you're, you're pacing yourself, you're, you're trying to get quality. Mm-hmm. So really what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to get the most out of. So you're setting yourself up to eat the right food so you feel good and you can be focused to, to create this content. Right. And so I see it kind of as verse quality and quantity. And there's some times in your life where, such as reading the Bible, there's some times where I want to read more I want to read more. I want to take in more. I want to read this whole book to see quantity. it from a different yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of time where you want quality. And sometimes I'll just uh, meditate on one verse yeah. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, it's not one thing or the other, but, um, and they do go beautifully together. But a lot of us just haven't been trained to think about energy management. So the next question I have for you is, are there things you are better at at a certain time? Oh, without question. And I I think that's the case for all of us. Um, Anybody that knows me well knows I'm not a morning person, an an early morning person. I mean, I know, you know, Jesus got up before dark and went to a quiet place. And we see that over and over in Scripture. And, and, you know, early on in my my walk with, with Christ, you know, I felt bad. I mean, I felt guilty about really not being able to focus well, if you will, um, in the morning, but, but that has never been a, a good time for me. My energy level is low in the morning. My mind is, is foggy uh, in the morning. It, it takes me a while uh, to kind of get in the game. It, it takes me a while to get my energy level up uh, in the morning. Uh, I've had a sleep disorder since I was a kid, and so when I wake up in the morning, I wake up kind of exhausted um, every day. And so uh, those folks like Kim, my wife, mm-hmm. who's a morning person, man, she can get more done between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m., you know, sometimes than I can get done all day. And, and But I'm just not wired that way. So uh, morning's not ideal for me. I mean, we usually, when we get together to do – this podcast once a month, we usually do it between 10, 10.30 in the morning, and that's my ideal time, uh, 10 a.m. to 2 to 3 p.m. Um, every day. That's my sweet spot when it comes to energy, when it comes to clarity, when it comes to focus, um, but not before. I, I'm better in the afternoons, late afternoons, than I, than I am in the mornings, but I plan accordingly as far as putting my, my schedule together and my time together each day, knowing when I'm going to be the sharpest. Yeah, my, my body always works better in the morning because I don't really have to think. So, yeah. like, for races, when I used to be a runner, yeah, um, I would always be better in the morning. I'd be fine 
um, because I you don't really have to think when you're running. You just kind of go. Yeah. And so I've noticed I, I try when I am active, I try to do that in the morning um, because when I that sets me up for the rest of the day, I get that out of the way, then I can start thinking. Right. Um, and yeah, if I try to like create content in the morning, such as this podcast or a sermon, it's I don't get a lot done. We're kind of the same on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Morning people, not so much. Not so much at all. Um, you know, I try to I try to read scripture, um, pray. You know, do my devotionals. Um, somewhere between like eight and ten a.m. Something like that. I mean, I'm not even clear enough in the morning when I first thirty minutes after I get up before I've had a couple cups of coffee to even focus well in that arena. So I've got to wait uh, a little bit to even get moving in that direction. And then um, it, when it comes to creative work, you know, writing sermons and content and things of that nature, it's that 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. window um, always is best for me. So are there things in your day that take a different amount of energy? Like there's something that you think about it like taking it away. Um, sure. rather than we were just kind of talking about adding it on, is there something that like take, takes it away? Yeah. You know, I think for me, um, I, I'm not a big meeting guy. Um, meetings are a necessity, you know, in, in, in any organization and in what we do. Um, and, and typically if I'm in a meeting, I'm leading the meeting and that is a, that is an energy drain for me you know, um, just kind of staying on point, um, in meetings, managing the process, directing next steps, that kind of thing. It's a necessity. Um, I don't mind doing it, but it really drains my energy. Um, and then counseling. Some pastors love pastoral counseling. Um, counseling for me is another one of those areas, uh, that, uh, really pulls my energy. Um, it's a necessity and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, but it drains me. Um, so other people would like fear what you have to do every week, which is like create content and speak that I didn't hear that stuff of like, take away that stuff gives you energy or, you know, it does. I mean, you just, when you, when you do what we do and, and when you, when you preach every week and when you got to come up with content, you know, in season and out of season, as, as Paul, um, said it, uh, it just becomes part of your routine. And so what I do, um, those things that drain my energy, I really strategically try to take care of those things um, in the first half of the week, Monday through Wednesday. I try to get all the admin, the little, you know, pesky things that are floating out there, all the phone calls, all the emails, all those kinds of things uh, taken care of uh, by the end of the day on Wednesday. And then I try to turn my attention fully uh, to creating content and, and studying yeah. and developing yeah. sermon for Sunday on Thursday and Friday. So when I was thinking about this question, other than like, you know, specific things like meetings and stuff that you're talking about, I, I more thought about it in a different way, but similar to how you set up your week is things that have to do with the past. So like last week where I had to do admin stuff or like, um, 
you know, uh, follow up on things from last Sunday, right. things like that. That it stuff drains hands. me. Yeah. But when I'm thinking about the future or even meetings or we, I love the meeting we do every year where we sit down and think about the whole year. Yeah. That stuff gives me energy. I get yeah. excited about creating stuff for the future, doing yeah. stuff for the past. I get drained. Yeah. And so I set my week up. Um, Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, as far as creating content and, uh, and delivering, you know, content, it's a different kind of energy that's required there as far as writing sermons each week. It's more of a contemplative, quiet kind of, you know, it's not, we think of energy as, is kind of being out there and, and, uh, and, and a strong push, that kind of thing. But it's a different sort of an energy that's required for that. And it requires space and margin, um, to uh, be in that contemplative place and to really hear from the Lord um, what He wants you know us to say each week. Um, and so for me, that, that latter part of the week is, is kind of focused on that. And then for, for me, Friday is a day uh, to, to put it all down. And so every Friday, you know, is typically seven, eight hours of literally just writing. Um, everything that I've, I've, I've brought to that place that day. So rather than thinking of like a 24-hour day, and we've kind of talked about um, even a week, but like can you even can you put this towards a plan for like yearly? Um, can you set this up like your year? Because I, I know knowing your schedule and um, working alongside you, I know that you um, you take – a vacation like the same time every year is there strategic to that we we try to and to be honest with you as i was thinking through this question um it's been less strategic over the years we're able to get more strategic with it now but over the years in raising kids and when you got a family of four um and if if you know, your parents are involved and other people in the family. It's It's been more out of what everybody's schedules will allow um, in, instead of being so strategic. Obviously, we try to get away in the summertime um, with the family to do a, a vacation and, and, and recharge. And we do try to do that. I do try to do that strategically and have in the past um, coming out of mission trips instead of going into them um, and so if we've been traveling internationally for a week or two that kind of thing I try to do a vacation on the other side of that in order to just decompress and be able to spend some quality time with the family when I've been away after and like for pastors Christmas is a uh, takes a lot out of you it's a very heavy season so I know um, you also have an anniversary Right, anniversary or birthday, right De- after December's are nuts. Yeah, for for me, um, and for every pastor, just because that's our busiest time of the year. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, it happens in our family that uh, Kim and I's anniversary is two days after Christmas. Rachel's birthday is uh, about a week and a half before Christmas. We okay. just got a lot yeah. going on every Christmas. And so I've got to get ahead of that because I know my energy uh, depletion is going to be high. Yep. And so I try to be proactive going into December's to to get ahead of it and, and be able to manage not just my energy but my time effectively. That's good. Well, everyone could get better at delegation. I feel like delegation 
really has something to do with energy too. Also time management, but right. energy. So how, how do you see these two going hand in hand? Well, I mean, it, it, if I'm really tired, I'll just get you to do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. that, that, it works well for me that way. Okay. You know, since I'm 114 yes. and Indeed. you're like eight, yes. you know, so if I'm tired, I'll just ask you to do it seriously. Um, there are things that um, you can do in no time. And we were just talking about it before this. You know, you're talking about shortcuts on the keyboard and things of that nature. You don't know any. I don't know any shortcuts on the keyboard. I was watching you do that the other day when you were training me on, you know, this new software we're using for uh, presentation and worship. And I'm like, what did he just do? I didn't say anything. I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, what did he just do? How yeah. did he do that? Um, I just used the mouse, you know. It's like yeah. cut and paste and all this. And we, you don't got have all these to, we don't have to take our hands off the keyboard. No. See, I don't know how to do any of that. And so... It's like, why would I sit here and try to figure all this stuff out, honestly, when you can do it in a split second, and it requires very little, if any, energy from you, and and I'm trying to do something for three hours, and it's just ruining my day. So, you know, delegation, knowing everybody's strength on the team, and uh, doing that effectively, I think is absolutely essential um, as far as energy management from a leadership standpoint. And then the momentum that it creates for the organization when everybody's in their sweet spot and they're getting plenty to do that, that they thrive on. Yeah, and what, what is draining you may give someone else energy. So exactly. I remember this uh, circumstance as I was an intern and I was doing very intern things. I think um, the pastor was using a... Uh, like a present as a prop. And so uh-huh. he had me um, wrap the presents. I had never wrapped a present before. And so Not your I, th- wheelhouse. I think he spent like 40 minutes just like, you know, side eyeing me from his office, watching me try to figure out how to wrap a present. I It was awful. And it right. was, like I said, 40 minutes. Who, who, it doesn't, it shouldn't take 40 minutes to wrap a present. Right. Well, then someone came down the stairs, just a volunteer, and they saw what I was doing and they got so excited. They're like, oh, I love to wrap presents. And I'm like, please do it. Yeah. And it's just funny how, you know, God created us each so uniquely. And that's the beauty of the body of Christ. When we come together, what drains one person, yeah. um, you know, pulls another up. Right. And it, it, there's beauty behind that. So when it comes to, you may not have the, you know, you may not have the opportunity. You may have to do some things you don't like. Sure. We've all got to take out the trash. I mean, that's what we call it. Every yeah. job and in, in, in every season of our jobs, they're, they're, you've got to take out the trash. There are things that we don't like doing, but we have to do. Uh, but the more that you can delegate from a leadership standpoint, again, you got to know your people. And, yeah. and you got to know their passions and their gifts and their skills, uh, the more effective and the healthier the organization is going to be because the energy level across the board is going to rise. And it may just take hearing this. And it may just take you sitting down to think of what am I doing that I've been doing forever just to do it that I could maybe delegate yeah. or maybe stop doing altogether. It, yeah. it may not be needed anymore. 
Right. Sometimes we get in this rhythm and we just keep doing it after year after year. Right. Right. And that's been that's been a, you know, a challenge for me. I mean, I was kind of a solo church plant pastor for years and years and years. Um, but getting to the place where um, I can delegate and I can begin to look and say, what are the things that only I can do in this organization? And begin to look at it that way and pour my energy in that direction and bring people alongside who can fill in the gaps. Yeah, that's so well said. Well, yeah, just for fun, if you, if you don't know where to start with this, you, you're intrigued, um, maybe your mind's been open a little bit, you don't know where to start, maybe create a little note on your phone, or if you're a journal person um, or a note taker, bring it along with you throughout the week, and keep track of the things that you do every day or a week, and write down what it is, and then just put maybe a number beside it of maybe one is not so much energy. Um, number two gives me a lot of energy and negative one drains me. Negative two really drains me. Yeah. And then you can set up your week um, if you have that flexibility. Um, but even if you don't have that flexibility at work, do this with the stuff you do at night when you get home yeah. um, or in the your morning routine. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to, to Kim. Um, I was trying to listen. It was early this morning. She was awake. I was still stumbling through it. Um, but I was telling her what we were going to be talking about today. And, you know, she brought something interesting up. She's really into goals and setting goals and moving forward. And, and she locks into that stuff. And she was saying, you know, the merge between time management and energy management here is if you effectively do goal setting, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, if we effectively set our goals for the year and prioritize what we're going to do to achieve those goals, then every day when we wake up, we don't spend excess energy trying to figure out what direction we're going to go in. I love that insight. Yeah. It was, it, I was like, wow, that's true. And it's sort of the the, the managing our our time and our energy go hand in hand. And it goes deeper into if you know your calling, you know your mission, yeah. Yeah. then you know where you're going and there's less um, drainage, I guess. True. Um, pour, you know, that you're pouring into just to figure out where I'm going. So maybe... Right. Instead of just spinning your wheels, you're spinning your wheels, you're, you're going nowhere and you're losing a lot of energy. That's good. Yeah, know? I love that. Um, you know what saps my energy maybe more than anything? What? boy bands <laughs> whatever full circle here <laughs> i'm i'm gonna get you cultured soon is that is, is that really cultured uh i don't know all right well hey listener that is hopefully you got something and really we just want to have a discussion about uh, what we are fortunate to do uh and which is really dive into how can we best uh save our energy and uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, we love you. Um, we love that you're a part of this before and after family. And don't forget to hit that button. Um, subscribe. Is it, a, is it a ding? Is it a ping? Um, what is it? You, you, you should, wouldn't know. You know that. Yeah, not me. You, I don't know why I'm asking you. It's a wing. But if this was helpful, uh, <laughs> is it a wing? A wing. <laughs> if this was helpful, share with someone. Uh, maybe they could use this or maybe they could use what's coming up in our next episode. So see you next month. Yep. Cue that outro music. Old guy out. <laughs> <laughs>